and then there was this, you know, what would be great is if there was a keychain aspect oh, to this. Okay. So we can go lightest uh, right. along with a utility right. of of morphing two worlds. And so all of a sudden, and like EDC is a very common acronym now. It stands for Everyday Carry. Right. But this is in back in 2010, and there was no EDC. No. And there was nobody going around with a, a, a carabiner on their belt loop. Uh, that was holding their keys. That's a more recent phenomena. And so the fun thing about that business, or essentially our concept for that business, mm. was we're going to bastardize the carabiner form. We're going to add functional tools sure. on it, along with a bottle opener. Right. Who doesn't need a bottle opener at all times? Right. And uh, these are going to become lifestyle pieces that are also everyday carry keychains. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals. Today we have another <laughs> phenomenal guest who's taken the time to join us in studio. Mark Schmid, inventor, Schmitty. entrepreneur. Well, that's where I was going. We like to call him Schmidty. Uh, Terrific leader, a great citizen, a tremendous family man, a good friend, and thank you so much for coming in the studio. This is my excuse for us to sync up. We've been crossing paths, but I need the update, and we're going to go way back here. So how are you doing today? I'm really good, and uh, thanks for making it happen. Oh, you're the one who made it happen. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm here. Yes, and... Yeah, I mean, thank you so much. All right, so before we get into you and your storied background, um, we'd like to kick off the show with the GTR, the Good Things Report. As the guest, you can either defer, meaning I go first, or you can go first. Whatever you'd like. <laughs> You're feeling it? I, I want you to go first. All right, all right. Too much talking I've already done. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, let's, I'm going to go in the, last 20, or in the last 24 hours, uh, parent-teacher conference. Uh, my, first, uh, my first grader will make it into second grade. <laughs> uh, he, he, raising his hand now in class and participating. That's amazing. So that's, uh, that's huge. Uh, a biggie. So um, very happy about that. Uh, you, you, were, a, you were held back, right? No, intentionally, yeah. yes. Second grade, right? So, so, right. so I'm a non-college graduate that uh, love to help out the college entrepreneurs now. Uh, I'm I'm a uh, uh, high school. I suppose I did graduate high school, but not with honors. All right. Well, I interrupted your GTR. So, what else you got? Uh, so, uh, let's see. Um, Caught some really fun waves this morning. Uh, I'm really into sup surfing, and uh, after I drop the kids off at school, that's how I start the day. So uh, animal sup surfing, huh? Ten to twenty stand waves. up paddling, stand up paddle surfing. I just got a, a, a NSP Super Duper. It weighs nine pounds. Uh, tri fin surfs like a longboard. That's and, a workout, man. And yeah, you're so after 40 minutes to an hour of that, I come in and I got the runner's <laughs> high or the surfer's right. high. Hopefully, caught some waves. Uh, taken, uh, uh, got a little setup down at the shores with my buddy's uh, shack. We call it Ron Surf Shack and uh, hot shower. <laughs> Uh, board storage and parking, and what more do you want? That, and that's that, that a that's a Ronald. Day. Yeah, that's a Ron. Harrell's. Sweet, we gotta we gotta come come join us. This is where right. this is where this conversation should be. <laughs> yeah, taking place. yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, let's see. Um, um, that's that's plenty. Yeah, oh, got, 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 got a big shipment of uh, Christmas stuff arriving oh. uh, tomorrow, so that takes care of us through the end of the year as far as merchandise. In terms of sales, mm -hmm. got it. Wow! So that's I can't uh, yeah, wait to get into that. Hours. 
Um, well, my GTR is a bit tricky. Um, obviously, I know you very well, but I went into LinkedIn because I wanted to see a little background, and the first thing I saw was an update about one of my heroes, a great man, Paul Palmer. He was the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters San Diego for 10 years. Wow. When when he took over the position, they recruited him. Um, he had just left like KFMB, 22 years there. But Big Brothers was serving, mentoring about 250 kids a year. When he left at the end of his tenure, 10 years, it was... 1,800 kids almost. I mean, yeah, transformative. Anyways, tragic passing of Paul uh, about a week ago, and I just found out. So I'm spinning this into the GTR in that I'm recognizing he was the best leader, um, absolutely the best leader, and it was just a blessing to know him. It was because of him I was brought on the board. He, I'll show you this picture later. He gave us, when we were uh, home to office, we got the Corporate Citizen Award by Big Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a great picture of him, me, and and Mark, my little brother, who's, anyways, phenomenal man. It's a, a bit of a twisted GTR, but I'm just reflecting on on how blessed and fortunate I was to, to know him. So well, Hopefully there are a bunch of kids at his, uh, at his wake. That, yeah, oh. That, are not in prison because somebody loved them. Well, and, I'm t- and that made the difference. I'm telling you, uh, I was explaining to my wife, there will not be, there won't even be standing room. This guy, tw- 20 plus years in, in radio and media, and then another almost 20 in, in the charitable world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just impacted so many lives. So yeah, there's, there's, there's not going to be any room. All right. Well, on a bit of a somber note, um, so let's get into it, Mark. Again, thank you so much for making the time. You are a terrific entrepreneur and a great innovator slash inventor. But I want to go back to just kind of the four minutes-ish of you know, where you went to high school, maybe <laughs> some of your school days, where you grew up, and then how you segued into entrepreneurship. So, uh, I was a Chula Vista kid. Chula Vista? Uh, yeah, grew up by the border. Skate rat? Yep, full on skate rat. The first, uh, first sponsored, like, uh, our professional skate team sponsored guy from the South Bay. And uh, wrote, so... wrote for Gordon and Smith in the seventies. GNS, and what what year was that? So this was <laughs> seventy, late seventy six, early seventy seven. That's so classic. And that was uh, that was dream fulfilled. I mean, literally, I was uh, in my driveway four to five hours a day practicing a freestyle <laughs> routine on my skateboard. Show I show up, uh, uh, and that was probably from seventy four on. And you had. Within the skateboard world, you had all these this technological innovation, uh, the Cadillac wheel, uh, then precision bearings. Yeah, yeah, right there, there. But but the original <laughs> Cadillac wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> OJ's, uh, Logan Earth skis, GNS Fiberflex. But that's uh, uh, it was. I was a tiny little dude, uh, so I got uh, wiped out on sports at school. So I started. Right. Uh, skateboard was a great equalizer. It was just about balance. Right. And uh, so by the time I was thirteen, I showed up at a, a big GNS demo uh, in uniform. In other words, I, I bought the GNS T-shirt. <laughs> I had the red corduroy OPs. Uh, so I was in the team colors, red and yellow, and and, and and just started doing my stuff outside of the demo. And got noticed, and within a week later, I was uh, I was on the GNS team. Team writer? Yeah, yeah, with getting picked up in the van every week to go do demos, at whether it was rock concerts or <laughs> automotive races or high school. So you're out there doing demos in the in the parking lot? Just and everywhere. just pimping the name? Yeah. Nice. Really? And I see that like it's a movie in my head. I can, oh, it was, I can it just was, see and, it. And, and I mean, so we, there we were showing up at places, at skate parks and at pools, and the Dogtown guys are there. And again, I'm all of three feet 11 and probably <laughs> 80 pounds. 
and uh, with attitude. Right. And, uh, and, and, and it was a really, for a young kid, it was a, it was like, okay, this is the rock stardom. I've been, uh, I, I was, I've been working toward. Sure. But to counter that, it was kind of funny because, uh, so literally the second I jump in the van, um, there's a kid, a kid in there, pineapple, uh, puts me in a headlock <laughs> and immediately says, Hey, that's my chair. <laughs> it's just like, oh, right. Oh, well, welcome oh, wait, to the crew. I'm not the king. Right. right. <laughs> so anyway. And you're was, how old there? I was 13. 13. Right, right. So you go to Chula Vista High, is that yeah, it? Yeah, Hilltop High. Hilltop. In, in Chula. And then it, you got family driving you into the... the yeah, Are mom, they encouraging skating? Yeah, yeah, mom would drop off, drop me off at the skate park. I'd go, don't you want to watch? Right. And uh, she'd say, no, nope, <laughs> way too much invested in you. Sure. Don't want to see the physics lesson. Right. Thanks. I'll pick you up in two hours. Genius. Smart. So, Smart anyway, anyway and, and so I kind of, uh, I try to be the dad that doesn't scream at his kid during soccer games because my parents give me a lot of, we're going to have this be your thing by getting you there, but not being on the sidelines. And uh, so skateboarding, I always felt was really my thing. Nobody pushed me into it. And I'm trying really hard now to not be pushy about pushing my kids into right. anything that they're not 100% passionate about. Soccer's fun, though, isn't no, it? No, soccer's it's fun. So skateboarding's fun. Yeah, yeah. Surfing's fun. Right. Tennis is fun. Right. Just well, I just mean watching your kids the- do oh, yeah. play these so, sports. So, so a few weeks ago, my kid paddled out for the first time beyond sets and there was right. a little bit of swell right so he had to go out pretty far and he went over the falls a few times <laughs> on his boogie board and i was so proud to see him his head pop up smile. with a big smile on his face oh, it's all right man because that's a metaphor for life taking right. the beat down and getting right back on the board <laughs> and paddling back out I, with wow. a smile on i gotta his remember face. that highlight right there metaphor for life the beat down and popping up with the smile on the face so hilltop high Hilltop and then and then you graduate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I graduated. <laughs> I, was, yes? I was a decent student, okay. you know. And uh, uh, he was a motormouth Mark and ADD Mark. Probably not, a little not of too that. Bad. I kind of <laughs> went with the flow. So I had the right. skateboard skateboarding right. thing going on. So I had a big life outside of school, and I'd actually get pulled out of school to go do demos. And so I'd show up in school in the full professional athlete sweatsuit. With the, uh, the bag and my skateboard and everybody else just, uh, it's like knowing, right. hey, I'm going to have a great day and, today. And I'm guessing Did the he... ladies like that too. Oh, well, <laughs> it, it didn't matter because I was a, a boy till I was 20. Okay. So, no, oh, no, you, mean, none of the, you mean physically? Yeah, yeah, physically a, a boy till I was 20. Right. So there, was, there was no, uh, so there were some sophisticated thoughts, but uh, no sophisticated actions. <laughs> Wow, there's another highlight right there. Uh, so, so work us into your first entrepreneurial. Like so, every entrepreneur I talk to, it's like it's like they were they were they were they were delivering newspapers. They were working at a gas station. They were so so selling my, lemonade. Yeah, yeah. So my first lemonade stand was uh, really resulted from my parents putting me into Coleman college. So literally they, so, so they, it, 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 and so they, they, they say, Hey, we're, you know, I, right. I I'm 18. Right. I graduated high school. Um, uh, skateboarding that the, like the a- cyclical nature of skateboarding in 1980, it was disco roller skates and the, 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 sure. the pioneering of BMX. So it was your stroker frame with your tough wheels. And so totally different sports. So I was kind of into that. But then skateboarding fell off the face of the earth. So it wasn't financially lucrative anymore. Right. You know, the free equipment stopped. The, the, the contest stopped. The magazine stopped. I mean, it's, all that stuff disappeared. It's funny. I heard Tony Hawk say the same thing just kind of just before he blew up. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so... So and that, Coleman that, College. Yeah, so so I'm sitting in Coleman College getting my computer technology degree, and I'm in six hours before I fall asleep in my first book. What, what, what was your GPA in high school? 2A? B plus. 
Oh, a it was minus. a B yeah, plus? Yeah, yeah, I was a good student. Like a three eight? Yeah, probably. And you didn't probably. Okay. No, but there was no. Got it. So, so, so I, I also went to Southwestern College while I was in high school. So oh, I was taken. Wow. My parents were taking having me take classes there Got just it. to kind of fortify things. But there was no um, formal. I wasn't interested in formally like going to University, a big college. Right. Got it. So. Uh, Anyway, so I'm at Coleman College, and day one, fall asleep in my books. I get woken up right toward the end of the day, and uh, and <laughs> and and they go, "Hey, did you get your stuff done?" Right. And uh, I go, "Probably not. I, I not into it. Completely not into it." And uh, day two, um, and so the 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 story comes with, or my Coleman College story comes with a so. If you, my parents talking to me, they're saying, so if you drop out of this, you take the $500 early hit. Sure. If you drop out, you're taking the hit. Right. So day two, falling asleep in the book again. And uh, again, uh, I look, no, no, not at all. (laughs) It's just boring. Just just completely boring. I go, this isn't going to be for me. I can't be, I can't be the pencil pusher. So, so. Uh, I took the five, literally day two. All right, I'll take the five hundred dollar hit, and that was that kind of lit things up as to all right, what am I gonna, what am I gonna wow. do? Right. And uh, the first thing I thought is, well, I'm enjoying. I still like skateboarding. I still I like to surf, and I'm reasonably <laughs> I, I'm pretty good with my hands. So um, I started doing ding repair. And that was literally my first business. And ding repair on surfboards was really fun because, you know, every if you, a board had a rail yep. spray, you were doing a, you know, I could do the air, the airbrush, the fiberglass, the fill. It's uh, all that stuff was, and, and each project was its own separate art project. Uh, and, yep. and so pretty soon within three, four months, I was doing it for the local surf shops uh, and making, I think it was a 75 25, I'd get 75%. Surf shop would get 25%. And as I was going back and forth to the shop, my backyard, my parents were totally cool with 50, (laughs) 60 boards in the backyard. Wow. Uh, And and I was good at it. I was getting really fast. And then I noticed, hey, I can, uh, I'm dropping it off at the surf shop. And I'm thinking, they need a skateboard department at the surf shop. So there's going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, work this in right so a uh, guy was the surf shop owner was happy with my work in ding repair which where i was a subcontractor and then uh i negotiated a job uh running a skateboard department or managing a skateboard department at the surf shop uh and building that and sharing the profits on that and uh that went literally from a year within so 82 83 84 you had Bones Brigade coming out, I think, in 85. You had Vision Street where you right. had uh, Santa Cruz. You had Pal Peralta. You had all these great things happening, and skateboarding was being reborn, the and, vertical skateboarding. And so the, the skate shop, you're you're responsible for, like, ordering the right parts? Uh, yeah. Inventory. Yeah. So, so inventory and, control, sales, it. assembly, you know. A ca- and or, or, and or, he's funding it? Yeah, well, well so, so he's trusting that you know what to order, yeah, how much inventory, 100%. and then got it. So, so in that, within a year, we were doing between eighty to a hundred grand a month in just wow, skateboards. That's stuff. unbelievable. So, so, and you're like twenty. Mm, t- yeah, twenty, twenty-one, having a great <laughs> right. time doing ding repair. Yeah. Setting my own hours up at right. the skate You're shop. Joe Roper. Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Joe Roper of the South Bay. Right. And uh, and that was uh, it. Was just like, all right, I can do this, and um, and it was really fun. And then I thought, okay, what's the next logical step? Well, the next logical step Make- was to have my own product. And I knew um, we had a family friend that uh, had been doing what was called flyaway helmets in the in the seventies. Um, skateboarding was making a resurgence. Uh, I knew the guy with the molds and, mm-hmm. and of those, that particular helmet, uh, we got together, uh, and they were being, they, they I said, Hey, I can make these happen or I can make this business happen. So I'm going to be the brand guy. You be the manufacturer. And, uh, and, and our first customer is right here in the shop. So, um, the kind of combining the, all right, how am I going to launch this product standpoint? Uh, 
So I knew all the professional skateboarders. This is pre, pre YouTube, pre everything where the, the marketing tool was Skateboarder Magazine and it was videos yeah. starting in 1985, 86. There's no internet. There's no internet. <laughs> so it's just you're, you're, you've got VHS tapes in the U.S. Mm. and you've got Betamax in the rest of the world. And all of a sudden, everybody in the world can slow down right. what they're seeing on the screen. So think about this. Right. In the 70s, you were just looking at a slow sequence right. in a magazine. That's right. Maybe three frames per second. Betamax. And you've got to put, yeah, you got to put together... Yeah. You got to put together the trick that you want to learn by three pictures. So all of a sudden, that was a by by the mid '80s, everybody in the world or it become, become democratized because mm. anybody with a VCR uh, or a Betamax could slow it down and watch their favorite skater do a trick that they want to learn. Wow! And that set the whole industry on fire. Wow! So uh, uh, me. Not really realizing, you know, that this is all hindsight, recognizing that stuff. Sure. But the, at the time, it was, all right, how do we launch a company? So, well, it's a helmet company, and it's a, it's, the, the helmets were really cool. They were fiberglass instead of plastic. So we were moving out of hockey helmets, which had been converted to skateboard helmets, and this one was its own skateboard helmet shape. Um, and it had been around in the 70s and already had a following. So I reintroduced it in the 80s. And what I did was I painted each of the top pros graphics uh-huh. on the helmet. Wow. So they had matching board, matching helmet. Great. Everybody went nuts over right. them. So within three months of me hand painting the 50 top pro helmets, they were all over the magazines. Uh, and all over the videos, Great. and that, and I was running essentially the wholesale business for helmets out of the surf shop, and and out of my house right. while still living with mom and dad. And um, I want to say the first year we probably sold ten thousand helmets, That's twenty amazing. bucks a piece, a couple hundred grand in right. in business, and uh, it's it was it, it was, and that led to. Uh, all right, my my meeting with my first business partner, where he walked in the store, and um, he was selling stuff, and uh, he was selling these cheap Chinese boards, and um, I remember the question that that completely <laughs> lured me in and and made me say, okay, yeah, I need to do that. It was how many people walk in that door every day, mm-hmm. because that's what you're limited by. Right, right, right. And it's just like, I don't know, 80, 100, right. 120. Right. He goes, well, I make 200 phone calls a day he's into got, doors he's just like yours. or something? Yeah, well, no, it's, 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 it's literally, it's, it's the, instead of one retail location, you're now selling to 500 retail right. locations or 1,000 retail locations. So he's calling. Yeah. Got and it. so he actually came in and then saw, I showed him, I go, yeah, here's what I'm doing with my, or with my helmets. He goes, well, uh, what do you think about going to China and having some stuff made? Mm-hmm. And so um, it was, hey, China sounds fun. And so literally we were the first made designed in California but made in China and and it wasn't made in actual China mm. it was all Taiwanese so this was or in the mid 80s the most of the bike business was still in Taiwan it wasn't in China yeah. so literally I flew into Taipei and then to go to Taichung and within 3 to 4 years we followed all the Taiwanese companies to Shenzhen mm. and China where they all had to keep their prices lower, right. and that was the beginning of what seven hundred and fifty million people in China moving from the farms to right. the cities in the biggest movement of people and the biggest uh, change, shift. the biggest shift right. of who makes stuff in the world. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so today, because I promised. I'd keep this within a time frame. So today, your your businesses are, are very different. Oh, yeah. And then what I'm going to do, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to connect the dots. But so today, talk about your two or three companies and what you're doing. So two main businesses. 
they all fall under the art function umbrella. Art uh, function. Correct. I love that. So, so, so one art? of them, yeah, one of them's a display company, uh-huh. uh, and that includes uh, skatology displays. Where anytime you see a skateboard hanging up in a restaurant or at uh, you know behind Rob Deerdeck at the Fantasy Factory or whatever, right. there's some. Patented hardware behind that, and that's all us. That's skatology. Yes, and and, and so creative. Wait, fun, fun, fun little business. Right. And Art. I, I look back. I look back on that, and so it was literally I'm exiting my skateboard centric business, uh, and this is in 2006. Right. And, and I go, what am I going to do? Which was do? a great time for entrepreneurs. Yep. And, and, <laughs> so so I, I go, what am I going to do? Is I'm exiting right. my old business. Where it was all skateboard trucks, skateboard wheels, right. skateboard decks, bearings, grip tape, all the stuff that a skateboarder needs. And I and I thought I, I need to do something else where instead of instead of having everybody be my competitor, right. they're all I'm helping celebrate what they do. Wow. So creating first sure. display that allowed your boards to float off the wall, right. which is a really nice effect. It's beautiful. Uh, and that's still super cheap. Right. Uh, but uh, the kind of the, the genesis of that was me wanting to ha- hang up my collection in my office. Right. The, the, the magic I wanted to create was, well, right now it's shoelaces and fishing string and, or two screws on the right. wall. Uh, that doesn't make your wall look good. It doesn't make right. your skateboards look good. So we came out with a floating aesthetic which is anything we display now within our art function um, products, it has to float off the wall. It has to have a bit of magic to it. Otherwise, it's not creating an effect that is celebratory enough. And it goes so well with what it's celebrating. I mean, when you think about skating and surfing, floating floating is part of the magic. Well, absolutely. But so you've got... In, when you're hanging up a skateboard, it's a pro. Right. It's a famous artist right. or band. Sure. It's a it's a brand. Yeah. It's uh, it's it, a piece it, of art. A- absolutely. It's not just something you're going to duct tape on well, Velcro. Well, well, and the most powerful thing is is it brings back memories of when we were all skateboarding when we were kids, right. where that was the best time of my life. And That's there's so cool. the board I rode. Right. And whenever I have this on my wall, I'm. My my product <laughs> right. is celebrating this great, great moment in somebody's life, oh, it's and so so, so so what's and and you know what what's the downside? And, and the answer <laughs> is there is right. No, it's a twenty four seven three sixty five marketing event on people's walls. It is there is no downside. So 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 and and so can we extrapolate? Uh, uh, into display products for all sorts of different things. Absolutely, and that's happening now. Yeah, I bet it is. So let's talk about, you just kind of covered the genesis of that. You were you were doing this for yourself, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, this is pretty nifty. There's really not a good solution out there. Um, so you solved that problem, and then you saw the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Did it concern you at all? There's there's two sides. It's a double-edged sword to this statement that there was, I'm assuming there was no competition or was there any? No. It's Well, so, yeah, the, comp, the competition was two screws in a wall, some fishing line yeah, okay. with a hook. Okay, got it. A shoelace it. with a hook. Got it, got it. So, you so, could do so, it better. Right, right. Got and it. so, so, and what's that, in quotes, better worth? Right. And so... But kind of the formula is, well, how about a $10 bill? And so the very first displays I made were these super heavy-duty acrylic funky things right. that cost me about 10 bucks a piece, and I had to give away the first 1,000 of them. So literally, hey, hey, do you That's want one? Great. Do you want some That's of these? That's great to and, share and, 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 and to the audience. So, That's so, huge. So there's my hole. I'm That's digging right. my $10,000 hole. Perfect. Uh, and, and, and it was, well, worst-case scenario, at least I've – helped i've stoked out some people that's a great attitude but most people at that point begin to panic and they start thinking it's never going to work when do i stop my losses yeah but it's- and and you saw it as a way to kind of get the word out and feed the the fire the potential mm-hmm. fire future so I didn't even care. Right. So so I wasn't as concerned about it being a profitable business as I was 
making all my previous competitors my <laughs> friends. Ooh, got it. So, so, and that was so by me. You're talking about celebrate, skateboard parts, though. Yeah, when they yeah, say yeah but yeah, this yeah. was this was all the parts competitors, or, or the parts companies were my competitors. And now you're I, giving we, them displays, right, To right. say, hey, yeah, I love it. you guys, and we're all in this together. <laughs> That's right. And and um, how? Let's see how this plays out. And it's. It was like, so I became the celebrator of the industry. Great. Which is awesome. So talk about, God, we could go so deep. Talk about the creative. I'm, I'm good till 2.30. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> talk about the creative process. Um, there's two things I want to get into. The, the mindset, getting through some difficult times, which which I know we, we all share. It's part of the, the struggle. Um, but talk about creativity. You're, you're like, if you were giving somebody tips, top three tips, five, uh, how to be creative, because my take is we are creatures, Mm -hmm. meaning we are creators innately. And, and I think we, we tend to, as we age, like you put a kid with crayons and they'll just go nuts. And then later they, they lose that. So, so how do people be creative again? New listener, the quickest way to get up to speed here at Habits to Goals to understand how it is you are going to craft intentionally the good supportive habits that will help you reach your goals more quickly. The process we follow is par. Plan, act, record, and reassess. That's it. It's Fairly simple. You have three ways to get your free tracking sheet, which will get you straight up to speed very quick. So you can go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. You can text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444. And (laughs) finally, to give you additional resources, just use your favorite search engine or and or Google. And just type PAR, P-A-R-R, in the habit factor. For those of you looking for a super, super deep dive on habit, the book, that's right, it's almost 10 years old. Check out the habit factor on Kindle. It is, I believe it's $3.99 or $4.99, practically free. Of course, it gives you not just a deep dive on habit, but, but really walks you through the habit factor process. So there are a handful of options for the new listener. So, I mean, to me, the greatest thing is, is going into the office after an hour and a half long surf session. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, okay. You, you feel Surfers, like spaghetti. Right. Yeah. You, or you, you Surf have, first. I, wait, I bonded with right. nature. Right. Uh, I had uh, hopefully a couple exciting rides. Right. Uh, I, I gassed out. In other right. words, like my arms feel like spaghetti. Right. Right. And I got a little bit of runner's high from paddling right. so much. Got and it. that's hence the switch from... From regular surfing to paddle surfing, it's Got just it. you get more of a workout, uh, and and then and then giving yourself time to think and and being positioned in your life so that you have time to think, not getting like like just Ooh. your your basic things of of not not committing to so much overhead to where uh, although it, how's your business. It can turn into a rock on your chest, slowly Good. killing you. Got it. So when you say time to think, um, time you mean and, space. Well, like, time. don't be so overburdened that you can't create space and time to be detached. And and then what does that thinking look like? Like, what what, what are you thinking about a problem, or are you just kind of wandering and letting things connect? So 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 the the kind of like so. Right now in my business, I've got my um, my display business and I've got a carabiner business. And you know what a carabiner is, right? You, uh, I do because of you, but please share. So, so, what, is, so, what is a carabiner, so, Mark? So carabiner is the foundational part of rock climbing. 
And um, carabiner. It's something that you depend on your life. Your life depends on it, it because clicks. there's there's a rope that's usually going through it. Right. That uh, and your carabiner. If you fall off something, it's you know, and you're falling thirty feet. All of a sudden, that correlates to thousands of pounds of pressure on it. Right. That uh, that's this little clip uh, saves your life. Uh, or is, is, if it's doing its job, it's saving your life. So anyway, uh, in my previous uh, skateboard-related career, I created the Unit Tool, which was a tens of millions of parts seller, and it was the T-Tool. And um, when I left that business in 2006, I needed to... I needed I needed another tool. I needed another something, but I wanted to be I wanted it to be more than a tool. So, what form, um, w- uh, what form could I look to and say, hey, this is a platform for a bunch of different things? So, so it's so really, when you say you needed a tool, what does that mean? So, so, so just just needed, for the audience, I right, know right. what that means. So, so, I was looking for you were another you wanted kind of product. another product to sell, right? right. And and. And by tool, you mean something a skater can use. So, so it can. So it was actually. So skateboarding is in my in my DNA right, at, sure. at a cellular level. So right. I can look at any skateboard product and say, "Yeah, that's going to work," or "That's not going right. to work." Got it. And I can give you the ten reasons right, why right, right, right. Or, or whatever. But so it was okay. I need another. I still need to pay some bills. There's still a mortgage. Sure, sure. And and. Uh, no kids in the no kids in babies my life need at that diapers. point. But but babies <laughs> will eventually need diapers, and right. it's always nice to have a, a, a few rolls of quarters in the bank. <laughs> so so I, I I went to my buddy's design company and I said, hey, we need to have a little powwow on on. I need to do another skate tool. It can't be pure function. We need it to be something extra, and. Um, I want something more. So what I brought in as the thing that I wanted to be more of was a butterfly knife. Nice. So so the engineer the, the, the concern of my like, engineering group around me what was within half an hour it was they said, Do you really want to be associated with a skate tool right. that winds up killing somebody? Right. And I go, Nope. I go, we're going to have to do a workaround for that. But I love the idea of, of you've got this cool pocket knife sure. to where everybody wants one. Right. And that, the, literally the tools that it can adjust your skateboard are secondary. That's perfect. Yeah. So, so the, the engineers. That's the, the evolution of the idea. Right, 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 right. So they talked me out of the lethal weapon. Which is smart. Which is smart. Absolutely. Job. Absolutely. And then you're the, like, they, I got a machete. It, it, so, so then. It, it kind of came back to, okay, what are all the different shapes that we can come up with? And, and then there was this, you know, what would be great is if there was a keychain aspect oh, to this. God. So we can go lightest, uh, right. along with a utility of, right. of morphing two worlds. And so all of a sudden, and like EDC is a very common acronym now. It stands for everyday carry. Right. But this is in back in 2010 and there was no EDC no. and there was nobody going around with a, a, a carabiner on their belt loop, uh, that was holding their keys. That's a more recent phenomena. And so the fun thing about that business or essentially our concept for that business mm. was we're going to bastardize the carabiner form we're going to add functional tools on it along with a bottle opener who doesn't need a bottle opener at all times and uh these are going to become lifestyle pieces that are also everyday carry keychains and going to my last business which is i've been doing since 2007 there needed to be a celebratory aspect to it so we had to make them cool enough to where when you see one on somebody and here, I show you my keychain right now. When I put that on the table, Everybody goes, we say, whoa, yeah. what's that? Right. And so then it becomes a conversation starter. <laughs> this so, is different so, than the first one I saw. Sure, this sure. Is sweet. That's literally 25 grams, and that'll pop open a beer. This uh, will do uh, just it, about it everything. It'll your, probably start my truck. Highly likely. <laughs> highly likely. Wow. But but anyway, and so there's there's it looks like there's a saw. No, it's not a saw. So it's a that's a file, like okay. a grip tape file. Right, right, right. And so you can adjust your skateboard, everything you do there. And and the key thing is, is so that's my everyday keychain. But 
when I'm wearing it, people go, whoa, what's that? And I go, sure. it's a skateboard carabiner. Translation, I'm a skateboarder. Right. And so there's the celebratory translation, aspect. Yeah, yeah translation. Of, of, the, of the part. You, if you don't have one, are a loser. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this well, well, is we, awesome. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's fun, and there's a reason to talk about oh, it. Oh, it's super and, fun. And so, so you, we, we have two, two very good tips for creativity. Work out. And create space so you can do thinking. I still want to know what the thinking so, is. So the thinking. Like what's the so, framework for the thinking? So to, to number one, to not be under pressure. So not, to be able to quiet the mind. Right. Just relax. To, 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 and, and relax. Think, and think about it's, it's as you're going through a process of developing a product, you have to, it, it, it's, you've got two things working against you. Or, 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 well, one thing working against you is, okay, to make this so somebody will like it immediately, it needs to be a small market. Sure. But there has to be a big idea right. behind the small space you're starting. So, so a big most, idea and a niche within the big idea. Right, right. And, and all so, it is, is is so you get your finger hold within the niche. Yep. The finger hold leads to the and hand And then it, knowing it's going to evolve. Correct. So, correct. So one thing... Um, I would humbly suggest to you, because I wrote an entire book about pressure, <laughs> that you put pressure on yourself. I mean, this didn't just come out of nowhere. In other words, you're like, I need another tool. What, what I'm suggesting to you, just like MacGyver might tell you, sure. pressure is what spurs creativity. I'm not saying it's it's the answer. I'm saying it's a balance between it. You, well, there's a deadline, good pressure I mean, and bad pressure. That's right. We, 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 so, so you know what? Everything... In life has its yin and yang. Pretty so, much. So, but the, actually, when I say pressure, what I normally equate with pressure is negative pressure. Right. Like most being, people do. Being, That's why I wrote the book. Right, right. <laughs> having, having the rock on, rock on your chest. That's why I wrote the pressure gotta, paradox. Gotta, Go on. <laughs> the pressure paradox. There yes. it is. So I'm sure that everything that you have within the pressure paradox <laughs> applies beautifully to well, my creative the, the point creative is, process. I mean, think about when a deadline comes, we, we become resourceful. We become mm -hmm. creative. So so I just want to – I think that's part of the recipe as opposed to just being absent to it. I think sure. in, in a healthy dose. Absolutely. Um, so the other thing I want to throw out there because this is what you're doing, um, if you ever read – Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill always, it, yeah. always talks Great. about there, there's two types of imagination. There's synthetic imagination and creative vision. And, and creative vision is like truly uh, innovating where, where something didn't exist. But most creativity comes from synthetic imagination, which is, which is the combining of things. In mm -hmm. other words, in a, the, the garbage liner came as a result of the garbage can, or, or right. in this case, um, what you have was you have a carabiner over here, a keychain over here, and then the requirement for a skate tool, and then by yep. by synthesizing, synthesizing all those. Sure. Sure. so so I think that's important to articulate to the audience because connecting those dots is where magic happens all the time. I know a guy who designed sunglasses and did the same thing. They, there's a can opener right right on sure, the side sure. of the sunglasses. So Yeah, our, our, what what's the, the what's the name of those guys? They're all good group of guys. Yep. Those guys. Painter? Yeah, William Painter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Nice plug there. Cool. I should have I should have Matt on at some point. All right. The cells. Um, all right. So we are rounding second to find success. Unless there's anything you want to add about creativity that, um, that we left out. You know those, what? those were good the, the, formulas. So, so, so you got your thing, and then you got to go make sure it's real. And that means that means the, oh, blind, yeah. the blind taste test got everything. It. And that. And, really and, and there, it needs to be a rabid search for the micro truths of your product. Wow! And and so That's so many so entrepreneurs I run into, they get the blinders on and they yeah. don't want to hear what the truth is. Ugh. And you know what the truth is? Most of the time, nobody effing cares. 
So, so you know what? Getting to the point the to make them care, right. it's just like, it's just like, no, no, bring me back some, bring me back some. If, sales. If, wait, wait, you want me to write a check? Sales. You want me to invest in your sales. company? Well, it's sales, but I want to see what the customers that are that are actually buying the well, that's product. What that's yeah, their, yeah, well, that's how they're it's, speaking it's, by and, buying. Right, right, right. But I want to oh, see. Cyclical. I want to see some uh, again and again and again and. To find out what the truths of that business are, and if there's a discovery process of micro truths that actually amplify the value of what you're doing and increase the possible platform within the place you're playing. Got it. Massive, yeah. Validation. That's great. So I wanted you to define success, but I do want. More importantly, perhaps, back up before we go there. How do you get through super tough, crappy days when things went wrong, orders went wrong, partner, whatever it is? Like, and they may not just be days, they may be months <laughs> or years. Like, how, how do you, what's the mentality? What's the grind? So like? after you've suffered enough, yep. you realize that you need to become personally responsibility or you wow. have to be personally responsibility, responsible for your own happiness or your own misery. So... It really can fist bump. We, we yeah, we talk about that <laughs> so, all the time on the show. By the way, so <laughs> so, so and that is is it's literally waking up and saying I'm a hundred percent responsible for everything that happens in my life today from this point forward. A big part of that is not looking in the rearview mirror right. to other than for historical concept or to, context to, to to learn going forward. Right, right. right. Well, 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 it's not so much to learn going forward. It's just realizing that anything that's happened to you right. that's affecting you in your past that's still that's still involved in your decision making right. process might not be serving you right. to 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 make your life. Great. So the point is when when I guess we're putting the explicit tag on this when shit hits the fan not looking to blame others. Right, right, right. Not and, wasting right, energy right. looking backwards. Yeah. But but taking responsibility of yep. the moment 100%. of the situation and just saying this is where we're going and this is how we're going to get out of it. Yep. yep. That's beautiful. The only reason I meant reflection, I was quoting our buddy Aristotle mm-hmm. who said wisdom is equal measure experience, right? Mm-hmm. Plus reflection. Sure. So so using perhaps that mistake um, to make better decisions so, going forward, so, so, so every, whatever that mistake might be. Absolutely. And every entrepreneur has been on the, um, I don't know of a single entrepreneur yes. that hasn't been on the, I am my work in my worth. Oh God. And, and, and it's, and you know what? The greatest thing ever is being able to hover above your entrepreneur self and say, boy, that was an idiot. Right. And just say, it might've been good for creating some dollars wow. or, uh, uh, sure. uh, or making some enemies or being <laughs> so high intensity, you were absolutely miserable to be around, but, uh, that didn't most likely, uh, having, um, your who you are connected to what you do right. uh, doesn't it doesn't serve you. So yeah, it's funny. Uh, the parallel you're drawing is is or the analogy is hovering above and and I sometimes say it's it's the foundation. Like, but beneath every entrepreneur is a person. Sure. So. Same, we're saying the same thing, but I was at this very famous entrepreneur. We both know his birthday party. And, uh, in any event, there was this young gun. He's raised 25 plus million. And the guy says, you should talk to Martin this time. So we're, we're just, and I can see he's troubled. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere in the conversation, I just said, and I don't even know why it came up, but I said, you know, family first, relationships. I said, because he's like, the business is booming. This is good. And and the point was, 
it was that message that you just said, like, like take away the business for a second in, in the foundation. So he literally left the party because I guess he had had a fight with his wife or something. And I'm, cause, cause I was just saying that it's not about the business. In the end, there's going to be new competitors, new technologies. Things are going to change. Take care of those, you know, key relationships. Sure. So it's, it's, I'm just, well, well, reaffirming and, what you're and, saying. And the excuse of this could not be happening if I wasn't right. working 20 hours right. a day is total bullshit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So define success. Uh, to the best of your ability without putting you on the spot. Health. Happy family. Uh, and a business that can't be put out of business. <laughs> It sounds good to me. Um, and, oh, and you know what? The the probably the biggest thing is is being able to do whatever you want when you want. Got it. it, it having that freedom is a huge thing. That's great. And then and then a big part of the or what's fun about being an entrepreneur and and having that extra time is helping people out. Nice. Like I sit on the sports innovator board uh, with Bill Walton and nice. uh, a bunch of other great leaders in the San Diego sports space and we've raised almost a hundred million dollars for um, for sports related companies in San amazing. Diego over 50 percent of them have been women owned mm. and uh, and it's super fun you know it's a it's mini shark tank so giving we, back yeah yeah exactly that's massive uh, two or three of your best habits we're we're rounding third we're heading home buddy oh Best Two habits. or three are your best habits. So, so I'm a, a I'm a loser in the planning department. My my my, <laughs> my wife takes care anything that needs more than 24 hours advance. Anything <laughs> she is keeper of the calendar. Okay, so your best so, habit is having your so, great so wife. So my best yeah, yes. my best habit is picking a planner Excellent. to be my life partner. So that's good. a that's a good thing. Anything else? Um. Hmm. It's to 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 make sure that I'm being whatever project I'm embarking on, that I'm being true to myself in the project and being true to myself means it's it's actually that whatever the project is, if it's a new carabiner, if it's a new display form right. that uh, it's making people smile, it's bringing joy to people's lives. It's uh, there's nothing there's no negative energy wow. surrounding it, that it's just that it's nothing but. Uh, uh, but good stuff. And I mean, I love when I see people interacting with my products and saying that is freaking cool, no matter what it is. Uh, I love it when they think it's cool before they even know what it That's does. Amazing. Yeah. And then, so the neck, the deeper level right. is, and it does that. It's kind of the Ron Popeil model, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And anytime you can do that in, in a product where, but the, but wait, there's more. And there really is more then you're, you're knocking it out of the park. That's genius. Um, I was going to say, sometimes we say your worst habit, but, but you just covered that with the planning. Yeah, I'm a terrible so. planner. So I, 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 I've got a great operations guy that he sets up the plan and makes me makes and forces me to contribute. Otherwise, I'd be on the same hamster wheel right. of surf, create right. a couple things. It goes along, help some people out, rinse and repeat. So I will add... I will give you one of your best habits. Sounds like it's it's sup paddle surfing. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> so in my last year, that's, taking like being really conscious about I'm gonna work uh, out. I'm gonna have, but I don't even call it workout. It's right. it's that two days ago or three days. When was it? I was with the, the guys that my normal sup crew, and uh, we saw a three foot sea turtle, green sea oh, turtle. Man. Bunch of baby seals swimming around us. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, just just that whole bonding with yeah. nature. Every day you That's got a, a different habit. experience. You got the water's a different texture. The sky's a different color. I'm catching a different wave every <laughs> wave I catch. Right. And to me, that's that is a never-ending form of stimulation. That's beautiful. It's awesome. All right, twenty years ago. Let me rephrase this. You're giving advice to yourself 20 years ago. What might you be telling little Schmitty? 
All the stuff that I've been through in the last 20 years, <laughs> the synthesis of going through right. and and becoming self-aware enough to say, this is what makes me happy. This is what doesn't make me happy. Wow. Acting on that. Uh, and, um, and again, anytime, if you're doing anything that is making you unhealthy, you're blowing it. And you're blowing it not just for yourself, but right. you're blowing it for all your loved ones as well. Great. Great point. Yeah, we did a an episode called The Best Gift You Can Give, and it turns out it's personal development. Sure. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, where's the loss in that? All right. Um, favorite tech tool, website, gadget, something you can't. You mean outside of the habit factor? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. Exactly. Um, I mean, the and, 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 and the habit factor app. <laughs> and yeah, so what I'm getting at is, um, you know, not the phone itself, but but maybe it's a website or an, a different app. And it may not be. It may so, not be so, technical. So, so I love being in the know on stuff. Yep. So it's, uh, let's see, the book I'm reading right now that's really great. It's called Factfulness. Factfulness. And it's basically a bunch of facts about how much better the world is now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, and and, and the, the magic of the book is that it puts all these, uh, all these graphs, pie charts, etc. into literally art form. So, um, it's great. It's, 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 so when you see it, when it's visually it's, presented, right. like at, it's, 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 it's literally, it's data meets, uh, Art. top world-class right. design firm wow. to communicate a message. And all of a sudden these pie charts of, of, okay, how are people getting around? And so part of the chart is a pair of shoes and another part is an old bicycle and another part is a, 50 cc right. motorcycle right. and that's those are all over Africa and Asia right, now right, right, right. and the other parts a car and then and then so I think it's like learning I think, by picture <laughs> yeah it's, it, exactly and no I get so, it so it's that great. association when you're pulling right. that data in right. by the visual association Which, of beautiful right. data beautiful. it's super powerful wow and it gives you an instant reference point of okay I know that data and the intake of that when I'm seeing that it's just like Wow, that just totally fired me up. Awesome. I got this great data point, right. and it's it's also based on. I mean, like, what is it? The greatest data point in the last twenty years, as far as people being poor or hungry, is that we've halved extreme poverty. Right, and but it doesn't nobody, seem like nobody that when you watch the, no, watch no, the news know, every day. But no, no. that's the truth. So, of what's so that was not a tech tool or gadget, but it's a great answer, and I'm excited. Which leads us to the next question. Are there any transformative, like, books that kind of rocked your world, uh, you know, one, two, or three, sure. that, that kind of shifted hmm. so in your personal I, I, I'm a big Think and Grow Rich guy. Nice. You can't, just simply because it's what he basically did in his, in his science experiment of, of wealthy people right. was what are the habits right you know so and 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 that was beautifully done but i love the um it's called um the writer what the heck was that book called anyway it was a self-help book and i can't remember the That's name right. but I'll, I'll remember at some point in time. maybe it's called um not regeneration but uh, mm. by is it a creativity? No, type no, book? not oh, at all. It's oh. a, it's total self help book, total mm. self awareness. Mm. It's it's um renewal, renewal. That's what it's okay. called. Well, you were right on. The book is called on. Renewal, and it Do really you know it's, by or it's no? um you right. can, if you punch well, in yeah. Renewal yeah. on Amazon Books. There will be a hundred copies of it, and it's okay. it's very uh, renewal for everybody is its own path, and literally um, that's the renewal is the key to figuring out how to make yourself happy because when in 
in, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about elementary, junior high, high school, college, and life, there, where do we learn happiness? Sure. And you, you don't. don't. Right. So you're either figuring it out along the way through some really wise people right. and, and having really good mentors. Listening to habits up. to goals. Hey, exactly. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. All right. So we got a couple there. Now, regrettably, we, we are complete. We are fini. The, the question I have for you, obviously, we're going to link to your website. If there's anything, any event or anything you'd like to promote, product, um, anything you want to mention or just parting words, now is your, your time, Schmitty. Oh. Uh, I can't. I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? Everybody have a great holiday. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and hug the people around you. Wow. Beautiful. Well, that comes full circle based on my GTR. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. Great job, Schmitty. Say goodbye. Well, thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, really quick. I just want to remind you if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all. You can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. I'm out.